0: Alrighty, we're back! Oh my goodness. I actually started recording this episode last week and it since has been, it got deleted, but that's okay because, fuck me, we have too much to talk about this week anyway that last week we couldn't have used it. It had to all go. What if I had to all go in the bin like? It was insane! Crazy like. So, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sipping and Spilling with Suze. I'm Suze, as I say every week, even though I really don't have to. This week I am sipping on a lovely Coca-Cola. Ah! Okay, that was really embarrassing. We won't be using that sound. Delicious. Delicious and nutritious. Hello and welcome, guys. Long time no talk. A lot has happened in this week, I greatly apologise if you feel like, you know, you haven't been getting that much content out of me, go to my TikTok, you'll get content there out of me, like. Okay, so this week, what has happened to me this week? A fuck ton, a fuck ton. For starters, I, last week I was down in Wexford with my dad, and we were down when there was a really bad thunder and lightning, sky turned purple. Recorded it all. It was frightening but also very entertaining. Then the next day, it rained. Well, I won't lie, it rained. Cats and dogs was awful. We went charity shopping. Got some good pieces. Got a pair of real leather trousers. 100% leather, vintage size 14s which is my size stunning stunning fit now they're a bit tight on the crotch but they do have to be broken in because they are real leather you know what i mean it's a fun fact for you i also got a pair of white linen trousers i know technically the season's gone but who the hell cares summer will come back and also who cares if i wear white linen trousers during the year no one's gonna say anything i also got actually a leather dress a leather mini dress my dad was going on a night out and i was wearing my leather trench and he was like You're really in your leather era, aren't you? And then I joked and I was like, yeah, leather man. And my mum was like, what's a leather man? What's a leather man? So she ruined it. Anyway, God, guys, this week. Oh, it's been, it's been a weird one. So for starters, I went down to the beach last Friday. Fell flat on my face. Flat on my fucking face. Tripped over a stone, went down. solid thump against the ground. Luckily, I didn't lose any teeth, guys. I had a really awkward, awkward, awkward altercation yesterday. What we call it? Oh, I'm like still kind of scared. I'm still kind of freaked. I'll tell. Okay, no. For starters, on Monday I had a job interview. It was a uh, online one. It was on Zoom. Fuck me, I hate Zoom. I hate Zoom so much. I don't come across well on Zoom. Also. I log on. You log on for a job interview on your fucking laptop, yes? Yes? Thank you so much. So I log on on my laptop and lo and behold, they pick up the call and they're like, oh, Suzanne, you're sideways. I was like, um, uh, okay, because he's answered on his fucking phone. So I was like, okay, can I just like call you back? And yeah, I had to make a ready-made stand for my phone. I was using poster paint, a bottle of poster paint, a red box with a flower. on. Like it was so chaotic. Anyway, logged on to the meeting, hated it. I hated the interview. It was just from the offset. They were like, so don't worry, this is really informal, like it's just to get to know you and your personality. Like the next stage of these interviews will be more to do with strategy, what marketing terms you would like to put in place, all this. I was like, grand. No worries. Turn the L charm on. I turned it on. So I did. So yeah, they started off being like, so why'd you apply for the job? You know, what do you like? And then out of the blue, they were just like, what strategies would you put in place? What strategies would you use? What's your go-to strategy? How would you market? What is marketing? I was like, what are you doing? What is happening? I hated it. I hated the entire thing. I don't know what to say when someone says, what marketing would you put in place? What strategies do you want to use? I don't fucking know. I haven't seen it. I'm also not the most senior member of the team. So I'm following someone else's lead. And they kept being like, yeah, so you're good on PR, but are you good at anything else? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm good at other stuff. It was so awkward. And I was really prepared for it. Like, I'd written out stats and stuff, and I'd gotten my ideas already, and I had everything that I wanted to say, and no, no, they fucked it up with their hell. It's going to be informal. What strategies would you put in place? Fuck off. Also, you know, it was, you know, they weren't loving me either because they kept being like, yeah, so we have so many applicants. There's so many applicants. Like we've so many applicants. So I was like, it's grand. I don't want this job now. I don't like the way you guys run things. You guys are boring. So then Tuesday comes around. The next day, yeah, I had an interview a day after another interview. What can I say, I'm a hot commodity. I am a machine. Every company wants me. I'm on my way to this interview. I'm so anxious, like I don't wanna leave my house. It was so, oh, I had the nerves and like the pit of my stomach. I just couldn't. I really did not wanna leave my house. I was so anxious. I was just like, this interview is gonna go terrible. I'm gonna have no self-worth and I'm going to want to rope myself. Well, no, that's not exactly what happened. I'm putting in a trigger warning here. I'm also putting in that this story I'm about to tell, I am doing the, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. I am making it sound funnier than it is. I, you will hear at the end of the podcast how upset I am. Scary details will be at the end. Thank you so much. Sorry, trigger warning. So I got the bus into town and then I was getting the Lewis just from Trinity up to Harcourt. Like I was on the Lewis for probably like five minutes, I'd say. Anyway, right as the Lewis is pulling up, this guy comes up to me, this man comes up to me and he's like, Yeah, um, how do I get the Lewis? And I was like, sorry, what? And he was like, Do I just get on? I was like, Well, you scan your card. I showed him where to scan the card. And he was like, Thank you. And I was like, no worries. And I hopped on the Lewis. Oh fuck. Oh I got god, I wish that's where the story ended. No, So I hop on the Lewis, I'm on the fucking Lewis, okay? The doors are to close. This fucker jumps through the doors as they're closing and stands, I'm sitting down, he stands right beside me and he's like, got it, thanks. And I was like, ah, no worries. I had my earphones in, I had my earphones in the entire time. I hate people coming up to talk to me in town. So I always have earphones in. Even if I'm not listening to anything, but I was listening to stuff and I was just so uncomfortable. Anyway, he kept fucking asking me questions. And not just like like it started off normal. It was like, oh, will it does the Lewis take long? And I was like, No, it depends where you're going. But no. And he was like, Yeah. Uh, where does the Lewis stop? And I was like, Ugh. South Dublin, because we were on the green lot, and and we were going, you know, and it's like, South Dublin, like, leave me alone, and then he was like, oh, is that where you're going, and I was like, no, I'm going off in time. and then he was like, oh, okay, where are you from, and I was like, oh, good God, this is so awkward, and the girl then sitting across from me, she got off at, I think she got off at Grafton Street, I could have killed her, I hate that girl so much now. She got off of Grafton Street, the girl across from me. He sits across from me, keeps asking questions. Where are you from? What do you do? Where are you going? Obviously, my, you know, whatever it is that keeps you safe. My instincts kick in. And I lie. And he's like, yeah, I'm from Clondalkin. And he was like, oh, I'm from Glasnevin. They're pretty close. And I was like, no, they're not. And then, oh, he was like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a banker. I work in a bank. And then I think he was like, where are you going? To work? And I was like, actually, I was like, I'm going for an interview. Because, like, your brain also, my brain wasn't firing at 100 right now. Like, I was pretty freaked at this guy who was sitting across from me, asking me questions. In a fucking anorak. Sorry, no offence to anoraks. Anoraks he was just, he was so creepy, and he kept doing this weird creepy smile at me, oh, really freaked me out, anyway, so then I get off at Harcourt, he follows me, he follows me, oh god, so I'm like power walking at this point to get to the tag off, and like, I'm literally going just down Harcourt, like, as in, I don't have very far to go, so, um, what's your name, and I was like, what? He's like, what's your name? I was like, I'm Suzanne. I know I should have lied at that one as well, but it was more me being like, this is gonna, this is over now. Like, I'm out. I'm clean. I'm free. Can I have your number? I know I should have said no. I know. I just was like, oh God, I need this to end. And I was so uncomfortable. And I was like, what? And he was like, can I have your number? And I was like, why do you want it? And he was like, well you know just to keep in contact and I was like why and I was like so uncomfortable i like you know I should have just said no or lied and be like I'm a boyfriend but I just couldn't and I just kept being like why no what anyway so I'm putting my number into his phone and I'm typing the wrong numbers on purpose like I'm typing the wrong numbers and he goes ha yeah I'll give you a call to make sure it's the correct number and I was like oh fuck so I had to go back then so he calls it in front of me, and I was like, mm-hmm, here it is. You guys are like, oh, it can't get any worse. He hugged me. He hugged me. I was so uncomfortable. It was so awkward. I was just standing there, and he hugged me, and I was like, oh, my God. And, like, he asked, and I don't want to say anything to him. He asked, he was like, can we hug? And then he just hugged me, and I was like, oh, God. God. God, I hate this. I hate this so much. This is terrible. I was so freaked out. And then I was like, okay, bye. And I was like, power walking. Power walking down Harcourt. Just trying to get to the hotel. Just trying to get out of this situation. He starts sending me texts. Good luck in your inter Oh, sorry, I still have them all here. Because I'm, you know, I blocked him, but... I have all these texts because I only blocked him last night. Um, this only happened yesterday, actually. But anyway. Oh, God. Oh, God. Good luck in your interview. And then he signed off his name. And then he sent me a smiley face emoji by itself. And then he said, let me know when you are finished. And how it goes. I will let you know when I am done here also. If you like, we can go for a coffee. I will invite you. Let's see. Hi, just finished now. How was the interview? Another fucking smiley face by itself in a text. Good night. Stop. Guys, this is the creepiest thing in the world. Good night and sweet dreams. Hopefully can meet another time. What is your star sign? What is your star sign? My star sign is leave me the fuck alone. You've scared the absolute bajazes out of me. I was terrified. I literally got into the hotel and I was like shaking. I was shaking. I was literally like, oh my God, this is awful. This is terrible. I'm petrified. I was like, this is so scary. Why? Why has this happened? I was terrified he was going to follow me. I was really scared he was going to follow me. Thankfully, he didn't fucking follow me Um, because obviously he had somewhere to be, I don't know where he was going, because I wasn't asking him any questions back, I was not engaging in a conversation with him, my earphones were in the entire time, and I kept, like, I, like, looked out the window the entire time, I was not looking at it, it was so awkward, I hated it, guys, it was so bad, and then I got, I was just so scared, I was so scared, and then I went into my interview, And I was so flustered. Anyway, so I went into the inter I went into the hotel. I went to the reception. And I was like, hi. (sighs) Sorry. Hi, I'm Suzanne. I'm here for an interview with such and such. And she was like, yeah, no worries. Just take a seat. Can I get you anything? And I was like, no, it's fine. I should have asked for a water. I was literally shaking. I was sitting in the hotel. I wasn't even anxious about my interview at this point. I was just terrified this fucker was going to show up behind me and skin me alive. And, like turn me into a skin suit or like stuff me I was just so freaked out oh god anyway the two interviewers arrived and okay I don't I didn't even I won't say I started off strong they came in they said hi I was like oh hi lovely to meet you shook their hands that bit was fine anyway then we were walking up to the bar because we were gonna get a they were like do you want a tea coffee water and I was just getting a water um but as I was walking behind them, I was like, How's your guy how's your gays, guys, days going, guy? And I was like, So sorry. So sorry, a bit flustered. How are your days going? And they were like, Oh good, don't worry about it. The man, there was a man and a woman. Let's just I won't name them I won't name shame them. That's not their fault that they have names. Anyway, so I sit the man goes to get our drinks from the bar and myself and the woman sit back down and from the offset I could tell they were really lovely people and from the offset I was getting really good positive vibes and then she asks about the podcast she was like I see you have a podcast what's that like like what's it about what do you talk about like Why'd you get into it? Like she was just asking me about the podcast, and it put me at ease, and I just felt so much more comfortable because then I was able to talk. I was able to talk as if I was talking to someone that I like knew already, and it wasn't because I already know all the answers to why I started a podcast and what it's about,' cause, like it's my podcast. Oh my God, it put me at ease. I even told her the story of how I got a text off Sean's girlfriend Tanya, and how like, that was really sweet, like, I told her, like, like, I use use it to keep in contact with my friends who are living abroad, because, like, we all have such busy lives that it doesn't always suit us all to call, you know, and with time zones, and such and such, and it was just, it was so great, and it put me at ease, and she was so lovely, and then we got into the actual interview, and guys, guys, I fucking... I did it, lads, I did it, like, I did the damn interview, there was no awkwardness, there was no moments where I was like, I fucking hate these two people, there was no moment where I was like, swallow me, swallow me up ground, please, I was so comfortable, I talked with such confidence, and I sounded like I had authority, and, like, I actually knew what I was talking about, because, like, in fairness, I did, but, like, they spoke about, we were talking about like influencers and different influencers that I would pair with the brands, what events I would like to do, where I draw inspiration from, and I think they were really impressed with my answer. Sorry, I hate to brag, because I was like, oh, I draw inspiration from interactive museums like 23 Doors New York, the Ice Cream Museum the selfie museum like I I had them eating out of my palms oh lads I did so well and they were like you could tell they were impressed like they were laughing along with my jokes yes that's right guys I was telling jokes I was joking with them I was on fire I was doing the damn thing they were laughing they were like oh I'll have to look into that oh god I've got to try that oh that sounds great you know, and then they were asking me about how I view the different social media platforms and which do I think is more tapped into what sector and how should you how should you direct the different content. And I was like, well, Instagram, that's where corporate is looking. Like when a PR agency is looking to do an event, we're looking at your Instagram to get the images. I'm able to say that with pure confidence. Cause that's exactly what I did. And then I was able to be like, however, TikTok. TikTok's for the consumers. TikTok is so people can get to know either the product, the service, the venue. They can get comfortable with it, that they can also be part of it. They loved it. Oh, lads, they loved it. They were asking me about Twitter and then Facebook, Snapchat and LinkedIn. And God, I had something to say about each and every one of them. And they were just like, wow. I, I think it went well. Like I'm not, I'm not even like, I will definitely get this job. I probably won't. There's prob there's probably like 30 more people who are way more qualified for this job than me because I have one year of, exp- I have one year of, exp- sorry, can you can hear my dog barking. I have one year experience. One year. Like I got a lot of fucking experience in that year, but it's still only one year. It's not, it's not five years. It's not 10 years. And I know I know my stuff and they were very interested in the fact that I could use Photoshop and like that sort of thing. And I just went around. Sorry, sorry. The, not, the cutest thing. So at the start of the interview, because we're sitting down, I'm on a couch there on two armchairs and they both have printouts of my CV that they like. So one of them had like a briefcase and he took his out of the briefcase and she just had it, filled it in with her iPad and that sort of stuff. It was so cute because she takes it out and she goes yeah sorry I don't know if you've actually to him she was like I don't know if you've seen it or read through and he was like no no I have mine here and he takes it out and there's stuff circled and highlighted and I was just like oh my god they actually care they actually care these are actually kind people who have actually read it and he was asking me about things and I just I really like them guys I really like them I'd love to have I'd love to get the job but I won't be disappointed if I do because I've made myself proud and how I like carried myself but I don't I don't I won't be let down if I don't get the job I would love the job but I'm also at a place in my life where if it's not meant to be it won't happen and that's fine and that's okay and I'll get a job I'll get another job and it'll be fine you know you just have to keep it like and you just have to keep yourself in pace however when I was leaving they both said she said oh god I hope to see you again not like in a see you soon or like see ya sort of way no it was like god I hope to see you again and I was like yes and he was also like yeah it was a great great interview great to meet you and I was like thank you so very much muchos gracias and it really yeah it really fixed the old mood now as soon as I went back on the streets I was terrified again but I actually went to Rathmines, gone Mind going to home with my mom I actually haven't told anyone in my family really I had therapy this morning and therapy was the first time that I was like yeah so I was followed off public transport yeah and I like ex- I didn't even get into the details with my therapist because I feel really stupid Because I know I'm like to blame, not that I'm to blame, but I know I could have shut it down and I just couldn't. But like it just, oh, lads, it was awful. Oh, it was the worst thing in the world. Oh, it was so creepy. Ah, ah. No, it was so bad. Sorry, sorry. I'm like, I'm like cringing and I'm so uncomfortable because I get part of like mm, the psychosis that I go through. I get paranoid that there is someone coming to get me. Like, that there's someone trying to break into my house. That there's someone in my house that is going to attack me. So, I was fucking terrified. Terrified, so I was, of this guy. And I get these... I get awful dreams. I have awful dreams about being assaulted. Like, both sexually and non-sexually. Like, just being attacked. And it started... It started back at the beginning of the old depression and I would be it'd be like I was in pitch it would be a pitch black like I couldn't see anything in this dream but I could feel myself being held down and being kicked and hit and it felt so real and I like stopped sleeping because it was scared me so much. And I would wake up crying because I thought I was... And I thought I was bleeding. Like, it felt so unreal. So, yeah, I have awful dreams like that. And it would just... It was really scary, lads. It hasn't... The feeling hasn't gone away. The only person I've told properly about it is... Uh, dear old Michal. um, Because I texted him straight away. And then he called me and he was like, Jesus Christ, are you alright? And I was like, No! creep creep and in fairness i did text him and i was like i'm blaming you for this i'm blaming you for this because sunday night he was over and we had a we've gone out for we had gone out for a lovely dinner we had gone out for indian yet again not my boyfriend we weren't on a date anyway so we're back in my house and i was like boys just don't like me like since now that i've gained weight I just like, nobody's coming on to me, nobody likes me, nobody fancies me. And he was like, you just got to put yourself out there. You just got to give it time. He was like, you're a beautiful girl. Like, you're going to get someone. So I'm blaming him because I think he put that out into the universe. I would much prefer no creeps and no attention. Like, I know I'm breathtakingly gorgeous, particularly when I do my makeup. Like, I know I could be a professional MUA, but still terrifying. Jesus Christ. Today I did feel a bit safer because I was literally in a crew neck, but no, this is no, there's paint on this one, and a body warmer, sleeveless, gilet, lots of different names, and yeah, pair of sunnies. My hair wasn't nice. Like I just today I I was not dressing well, but I told my I told my therapist today about it. But I didn't, like, harp on about it because I don't like those sorts of things. Like, when I got spiked, I didn't I didn't want to press charges. I didn't want to do anything about it. Like, I just wanted to forget about it and forget about how scary that experience was. Now, I'm, I've come to terms with it now because when I actually went into Pats, I went into Pats the week I got spiked. So, I, I, my foot was in a Beckham boot because I had torn ligaments in my foot because when I was spiked, I couldn't walk. I lost control of my limbs like I fell on the ground had to get carried out anyway I can tell that story a different time but then when I was in Pat's, people kept being like oh my god what happened to your leg what happened to your leg and I had to be like oh I fell and they were like oh because they a few people were probably like oh she jumped you know and broke her leg and now she's here But I was like, oh no, I just fell, it's grand. And they were like, oh, how'd you fall? And I was like, I'm spiked. And they were like, oh Christ. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, oh. And then a few of the nurses thought that's why I was in. And I was like, no, I was suicidal pre-spiking. I wasn't suicidal now with the spiking. But yeah, that was actually around this time last year. This time last year, yeah, because I went to a Halloween party. It was, it would have happened four days ago. Four days ago, I think is the... I think that's around the anniversary of my my being spiked, cause, uh, when it, we were got we had gone out for Helen's birthday and then Halloween, I dressed up as a rugby player, because I had a back, cause like there's fuck all costumes you can do with a Beckham boot and still be cute. Like so, I just had a massive rugby jersey on, and a pair of shorts with the Beckham boot. And I wasn't using crutches. I was so bad at using my crutches. And I didn't use my crutches when I was in... Pats. Um, I actually was like to my mom, don't even bother. Like, take them home with you when you drop me off. And I got to take off the boot early because I was doing so much, like, resting of my leg. Because I was in Pats. Because, like, I couldn't fucking do anything. And I wasn't, I wasn't even cleared to go to the gym. So, I was grand. Like, my foot healed excellently. Because all I could do was rest it. Um... Even though I wasn't using my crutches, like, at all. Hee-hee. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I went to a Halloween party with a beckon boot. And a couple of people thought it was part of the costume. And I was also a bit, like, iffy because I was like, oh, God, I don't want to get murdered. Oh, I was, like, last week, I don't want to die. Because you get a bit scared. Uh, but, no, it was actually a really nice Halloween party. It was lovely. Me and Hannah hung out, like, most of the night. And I actually got a lift home. I got a lift home from that. Yeah, I ran into someone else from Lucan. He was the year ahead of me in school. And I ran into him and he was like, oh my God, do you know Scott? And I was like, yeah, I know Scott. And he was like, Scott's coming to pick me up. Do you want a lift home? And I was like, absolutely, I want a lift home. It was brilliant. Now I did, I did give Scott a box of Lindor's. Uh, well, I didn't give it to him at the time. I don't go around carrying chocolates. No, I gave it to his mom. Because I know his mom. I know Scott's mom. I did actually know Scott. Scott and I used to play Barbies in my house when we were about four four or five. Nah, no one, no one's listening to this who's going to say that to Scott. But yeah, me and him used to play Barbies. I did bring that up, I think, when I was in the car. And he was like, yeah, let's not talk about that. And I was like, Scott, be proud of who you are. Hmm. Sorry, I got really off topic. Lads, I'm really hating the fireworks. I know, this is probably a really moany podcast, actually. I'm really whiny this week. I hate fireworks. I hate fireworks. I loved... Uh, well, this... I don't know. I do like the prettiness of the flickery lights. I hate the banging. I hate the bang, bang, bang. The booms. The cracks. I hate all that. And it's ever since I've... Ever since my psychosis has gotten worse. Because it's... When I see flashes of light, particularly red light... I almost take it as like a sign from like the heavens that it's go time bitches let's end this and that happens with like planes flying over my house at night time and I see a red flashing light that happens when I'm in town and I see like you know those bollards that like lift up those I don't know if that's a bollard but yeah and they have the red flashing lights I see those and I'm like <laughs> It's just something that triggers it. And then the banging scares the shit out of me. Because I think it's someone banging on the door. And I don't like people banging on my door. I don't like people banging on my window. There's literally a sign up on my window saying, please don't bang on the window in our sitting room. Because... When I'm psychotic or even when I'm not psychotic and if I'm in any way anxious and someone bangs on the window, I'm going to let out an almighty scream. I'm going to let out an almighty scream. I might wet myself. I might shit my pants and I will be crying for hours because I would get so scared. People don't realize that scared is an emotion and as I was like feel all my other emotions so intensely, I feel scared very intensely. Yeah, so I'm not fa- I'm not a fan of the fireworks. I know big red flag not liking fireworks i think my worst experience i never i didn't even like them as a child i used to get really scared of them as a kid as well but my worst experience with fireworks was new year's new year's last year or this year we could say because I was in quarantine, I was extremely suicidal, I was psychotic, I was in quarantine by my fucking self, so I wasn't allowed any of my family. Oh, and New Year's Day is the anniversary of my first attempted suicide, so it's a really emotional time for me, well, people in my estate, yes, in my estate, thank you, Lucan, were setting on fireworks and they were so bang, bang, bang and they were really loud and there was these big red flashes inside my window and my mum was trying her hardest to, like, calm me down without having to get in contact, like, without having to get in contact with me. My parents were, like, put it, they were giving me ice they were sending me, they, I took so many tranquilizers that night, but I was so freaked, and I just kept crying, and screaming, and banging my head, and I did actually self-harm that day, I self-harmed a lot actually through quarantine, just because I was so fucking scared, like the first night of my quarantine, I begged for death, I begged for death, Because I just couldn't. I could not handle it. It was so scary. And then thank fuck me all got COVID and we were quarantining together in different houses. We were on the phone to each other for 18 hours plus. Yet again, he is not my boyfriend, okay? Not my boyfriend. I'm never having sex with him. I will send any of you guys up with him. Oh, but what about the other girl? Oh, sorry, he's actually seeing some well. I shouldn't say he's seeing someone, but he's seeing someone, he just is. Kept going on about her the other night when he came over to my house. Kept being like, so, oh wait, I'll come up with a fake name for her. I don't want to call her jean Vieve. So Gwen, he was like, oh, so Gwen and I were talking. Me and Gwen have been talking a lot recently. Gwen, Gwen, oh fuck, I must reply to Gwen. Gwen this, Gwen that. And I was like, you're fucking obsessed, stop talking about her. He met her, like, no, I won't say that one. Anyway. I was like, you're fucking obsessed. Would you shut the fuck up about her? And he was like, I'm not obsessed. I was like, you like her. It's obvious. It's grand. It's kind of cute to see you liking a girl like this again. And he was like, I don't. I don't like her. It's grand. And then he tried to diffuse the situation by like being like, I've been talking to Leo loads too. Me and Leo are best friends. I'm going to take Leo on a date. And I was like, great. Go for it. You're still in love with Gwen. And I was it's like, it's kind of low-key embarrassing. Low-key embarrassing. Okay, we're going to do a change of topic. Change of subject. Will we? Oh, no, I'll finish. Okay, speaking of Mihal, speaking of the fact we went out for a lovely Indian. Me and Michal do this faux sharing of food. We share food, but we don't actually. It's completely fake. Michal takes food off my plate. I don't take the food off him usually. Anyway. We go out to restaurants, and this happens, like, almost every restaurant we go to, whether it be Italian, Indian, Chinese, no matter what kind of restaurant we're in, if there's bread on the table, if we get dough balls to start, if we're getting naan, any of that, always order, we always order two portions. We always get, you know, enough for two. Mihal's always like, oh, because he'll order his side. He'll be like, yeah, and can I get a naan bread? And then the guy will look at me and I'll be like, yeah, me too, I can't fucking eat nan. there's yogurt in it, I'm allergic, but anyway, so I was like, yeah, me too, and Miha will eat all the nan, but he'll get to say that he shared. and we were in Kate's the other night, after night out, and he was like, oh god, I wouldn't eat a full spice bag now, I'd, sh- I'd split one, I'd share one, and I was like, yeah, great, I'll split a spice bag with you, I ordered myself noodles anyway, I wasn't fucking counting on this, and Kate got her spice bag, so the food arrives and we're all sitting in kate's and kate turns to me at a certain point and goes have you eaten all the chicken i that? and he goes no there, there's some left like there's some left i think there was like sorry and when i brought this up to him the next day he was like there was food left fuck off there was a couple of chips left but i just ate my noodles and Kate was like, well, I thought you guys were splitting. And I was like, no, it's just so he can say that he split it, that he had half a spice bag, even though he fucking didn't. He does this all the time. I went to his, when I was staying in his in Galway, I ordered a spice bag, noodles, and hoising duck spring rolls. They were so fucking good, the hoising duck spring rolls. Oh God, they were amazing. And he got himself a curry. He ate my spice bag. Like, he just ate the spice bag. Like, I just accepted at this point that if I order a food, Like, I'll order a spare piece of food that he can eat. As opposed to him eating mine as well. But yeah, sorry. And then when we were out for the Indian food. So, he ordered his naan and then I was like... He looked at me and I was like, oh yeah, me too. Can't fucking eat naan. Anyway. And then I had actually forgotten to order rice. But then I ordered rice later. God, don't worry. Rice came. And so I got... My starter was delicious. I did he did take a bite out of my start and I was like you can fucking finish that piece so I got um they're called hinja punjabi hinja I believe that's how you pronounce it hinja punjabi which are prawns in this peppery tempura like batter more like a beer batter actually and they come with um, I'm pretty sure it's mango chutney. Chutney mango? Mango chutney. Chutney. So, like, freaking delicious. He was like, oh, yeah, I'll try a bite. He's also going vegetarian. Oh, sorry. This is not a Me rant podcast, but he's gone vegetarian. He takes a bite out of my prawn. And I was like, you can fucking finish that one. They're massive. There's these big, like, king prawns. I was like, okay, finish it. I'm not eating that now. And then for my main, my main of the evening i got prawn rogan josh bit of spice fucking love it and because it's prawn prawns are so sweet so it's it's a perfect combination i really recommend prawn rogan josh from delhi darbar in lucan and selbridge woohoo so i got my prawn rogan josh i'd already he knows i can't have naan bread i literally i even said it that night because he was like because i was like yeah why didn't you just say two portions of naan instead of me ordering it? he was like because you're going to have some. I was like, I can't, I'm allergic. And he was like, oh yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not taking any of your dal. He ordered dal. I don't like dal really. It's too lentily. And then there's oh, because he also got a samosa, he got vegetarian samosas to start. And I was like, no, I don't want any. Also they say they have dairy in them and I'm not fucking chanting it. Anyway, what does Mihal do? He sticks the non bread into my dish like as in he's dipping it in my sauce to take my food and he dips it in and then i and i have i don't have lact, i'm not lactose intolerant i have a severe dairy allergy severe i need to get stabbed in the leg if i consume even the smallest amount of dairy like it's really bad my dairy allergy like i've had stuff from a country because countries in europe all the food it's pretty much the same but our food licensing laws are a lot stricter than Amsterdam. And in Amsterdam you can have food that will be made on the same conveyor belt. Uh, So like you can have a chocolate chip cookie and a vegan peanut butter cookie both on the same conveyor belt. And that like that's not illegal. But in Ireland, those things can't, you can't have allergens on the same on the same conveyor belt or anything like that, because it's that's how people like get anaphylaxis, you know, because if someone had a chocolate chip cookie that could have picked up some peanut butter, they could die. Or for me, if I had gotten some of that chocolate chip, I would die. Like I would. My throat closes up. It's very serious. I have two epipens. I bring them everywhere. But still, people tend to forget. And it's actually—I've never even been poisoned in a restaurant. Restaurants in Ireland are really safe about it. And uh, I've only ever gone into anaphylaxis in my own home. Anyway, oh, so he dips the he dips the naan bread into my sauce and stuff, and I am like, I can't eat this now. He was like, what? Yeah, you can I was like, no, I can't. And he was like, just just don't, like, eat around where I dipped in. I was like, no, I actually can't. Because if I do get some, I will need to go to hospital. It is very painful. I'm not risking it. Yeah, and there was like three prawns left. Now he fucking ate it, didn't he? He was delighted with himself. He was like, oh, well, Barrr. no. It's fine. It was grand. He felt really bad. He was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. No, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Will we order you another one? Do you want another one? I was like, no, it's fine. It's grand. I'm just going to keep bringing it up in social situations. That'll make you seem like the villain and me seem like this helpless, innocent angel. Okay, now I'm going to take it on a 180. Yeah not 360 because that's back to where we were i'm gonna take it on 180 i have been loving the elastic bands podcast with juliana shields or juliana shield i think it's shields guys it's so it's a really good podcast now it does trigger warning contain it's about people it's survivors of domestic abuse telling their stories and it's all it's all irish stories in english sorry Irish people telling the stories and it's currently all women I don't think I don't know if there will be men on it I do think it's done on like as I think there's five or so episodes so I think it and I think it is done on the basis of a survivor coming forward who's willing to tell their story and you can do it anonymously Or you can do it, like, saying your name. And the beauty of it is you're not going on the podcast. You're not restricted by, like, all these legal things. As in, if you were to write it and publish it in, like, the Irish Times. The Irish Times are then liable and then they have to pay slander fees. Now, nobody names their abusers or anything. But because they're saying their own names, it like, it can be deduced. But it's a really good podcast. It's really great to even listen Two, like I've never experienced domestic abuse. I have a fear of it. I think loads of people have a fear of being abused. But I I I do think it was very good to listen to because you heard how people dealt with it. You heard how people felt when they came out of it and what they did and how their family were there to support them. It's a very positive podcast, even though it's about such a scary negative topic. So that's Elastic Bands with Juliana Shields. And yeah, sorry, when I told Eve about this podcast, I was like, yeah, it's called the Elastic Bands podcast. And she was like, as in Angus Thongs, as in like the Elastic Band, as in like, give them space and i will spring back to you. I was like, no, it's about domestic abuse, Eve. There's no, there's no getting them back. Nobody wants them back. And there is, there's one story of a same-sex relationship and all the others are heterosexual, but still, very interesting to listen to I think the episodes range from about half an hour to like 45 minutes maybe even an hour but they're very good and I really find them interesting sorry I actually said this to Mal we were out for drinks and I was like oh my god I was listening to a podcast and he was like not your own and I was like Mal I don't listen to my own podcast." Why would I listen to my own podcast back? I've already had to listen to it to edit it. I've also listened to myself say all these things into the microphone. No, I'm not listening to myself back. And he was like, oh, fair enough. But I was telling him about it when we were out for drinks. I was like, it's a really good podcast. And he was like, yeah, probably though, not like night out content. Like, probably not the best thing to talk about. And I was like, no it's not but I was like you should listen to it because I think everyone should listen to it um Mal me and Mal oh Mal's my vodka honey the three of us sorry it was me me and Mal we were out for drinks the three of us on the vodka tonics oh we were mental we were mental so we were now Mal kept trying to set me up with a guy oh sorry oh okay he was in a he was in a shirt shirt and slacks he was he had obviously come from work, and you're probably like, "Yeah, okay, fair enough." No, he had obviously come from work because he still had his yan yard on the the lanyard. I can't say that word. A lanyard on. He had that on, but he had it tucked into his shirt at the bottom. So like the bit that would dangle down that has like his picture or whatever on it, the card or whatever, is on the end of this yarn is tucked into his shirt and not like at the top no it's tucked into the like one of the at the side into one of the buttons and then down so we don't know if it was like his student card if it's his work card we don't know where he works he could be he could be the general manager of good vibrations no idea but Mal kept trying to get, set me up with him and at one point he sat down beside me uh, and michael came back and michael was like oh hello and he was like, sorry, sorry. And um, Mal was like, no, you're fine. Micheal will sit here. Then when we were leaving, God, he put the heart across me we were leaving. And Mal t- tips this guy on the shoulder. And I was like, fuck, Mal, stop. I really thought Mal was gonna be like, sorry, yeah, no, we're leaving if you want to follow. And Mal tips on the shoulder and he was like, oh yeah, we're heading if you want our seats. And I was like, oh, thank fuck, I got so scared. And I was like, no, not what I want. He also looked like an adult man. I know I come across like an adult woman but still hello sorry we're back i had to pause the recording because it started raining and there was thunder and my dogs don't like thunder uh fair enough like no shame in the not liking the thunder game i'm not a fan of it myself but blue has recently taken it upon herself to start show jumping so it started with her like jumping um her pen and the pen is like mm, i'd say it's like five foot tall and she's able to jump that and then, which I'm not at all surprised by. She She's actually a small dog, but she's very limber and she's very athletic. And also there was one time when I was in my old room, I looked out the window and she was on the fucking roof. She was on the roof of the shed. Scared the shit out of me. Now, the thing is, as soon as she's caught doing it, she she gets the fuck back down, you know? it's when she, it's when nobody notices that she's doing this fucking jumping around or climbing that she's like, hee hee, home free. So yeah, when I looked out the window, when it was, the sky was thundering away and I looked out the window and she was on top of like, basically she was about to jump out and I was like, no, mummy's coming, mummy's coming. So then I was running down the stairs, Beth was on a call we're calling I was like mommy's coming blue don't jump mommy's coming anyway let them in, made them up made them up some soup. Yeah, I make my dog soup when it's when they're scared. So they get soup and then you add loads of milk to it so that it's nice and creamy for them. I don't I know some people are like don't give dogs milk, they're lactose torn. They only get it as a treat. But yeah I think it's like, it's very obvious that like, I come from a mother who likes to feed people because when my dogs are upset, f- food, they get, they get their treats. They also get their anti, they get their anti-anxiety medication, um, but they get food and they get their teddies and their blanket and whatever. But mom, I was away in Wexford when there was thunder and lightning and mom was home with the dogs and it was, mom, I don't, I think Beth had gone to bed. Eve was out. And Mum had to bring the dogs in because of the thunder and the lightning. And Mum was, like, trying to keep them calm. Now, the dogs don't really interact with Arvel that much. So, they don't know her ways. And Arvel doesn't know, like, how to, like, talk to them or what they like. Or, you know, how to give... She can't get them to take their medicine. Like, the anti-anxiety meds. She can't get them to take it. So, she was, like... She was... Spe- she was... Fu- oh my god she was spoon feeding them like uh dog food jelly dog food the stuff from the can spoon feeding them they're so spoiled but like anytime we take them to the vet because they get scared of stuff and I know people are like they're probably not even scared anymore they're probably just doing it for food no they're fucking terrified Ozzy shakes like it's nobody's business he tries to kill himself as opposed to go to the vet and so whenever the vets are like yeah we just we gave them loads of treats. I'm like, that's grand. I don't care. It's fine as long as they're happy. So like me and Avril, we're one and the same. As long as, as long as everything's happy, we don't care how you achieve it. It's like the other day, mum was like, so what do you do when you're in town and you get freaked? Now this was actually, this was before the weird creepy guy yesterday, but she was like, what do you do when you're in town and you get freaked? And I was like, well, I have, emergency meds i have chewing gum and i have cigarettes for in case I... no actually i don't have a fucking lighter oh i don't know who has it oh i think it's me hall or i've lost it i could have just lost it oh i'm so sad i have to just buy a new lighter it's grand also sorry imagine the ick if someone took out like you know those fire starter lighters the really long ones imagine you're on a date and someone whips that out you're out for drinks you're in the smoking area chatting up some guy and then he whips this out and you're like oh red flag anyway but so I have those and my mom is like ah fair enough like my mom's so against smoking if my mom saw either of my other two sisters smoking she'd be like put that out of your mouth that's poison but with me she's like whatever keeps you calm whatever keeps you going kiddo keep it up in the same way my mom's against tattoos. And yeah, with me, she's like, touch yourself up, honey. Touch yourself up. Touch yourself up. Smoke what you want. Sleep with whoever you like. Keep yourself happy. Like, um, my mom knew I was... <laughs> sorry, I think my mom was the only person. It was, like, supportive of me sleeping with my ex. Because my mom was like, whatever you want to do, you do. Um, my mom. But also, she loved him. God, she loved him. Anyway, so, the day this comes out is it comes out on Friday. I will be at a Halloween party the night of this being released. I don't know what I'm wearing. I got invited yesterday. I'm, oh, I'm terrible at the old costume party. Like, as you can guess from me going as a rugby player. And I didn't even like, I wasn't even like drawing lines on my face or anything. I literally just wore a massive old rugby jersey. I'm very lazy because my thing with costumes are I want it to be clear what I am. Like, I wanted to be obvious what I am. But I also don't want to look like I put in way too much effort and I also don't want to look like a loser and I don't want to spend too much money so I'm just I'm not the biggest costume girly I don't know what I'm gonna go as as I have gained a bit of weight I might go as Olive Pendergast from Easy A now I have dressed up as her before but that was just like in my own house as in like the girls came over for Halloween drinks when we were in like six or something so it was and we all stayed up till 6 a.m and they all walked home at 6 a.m that was a weird night sorry because I was like yeah you actually can't stay over because I'm going to Cork in the morning and the re- and I was like as long as you don't fall asleep you can stay because I was like if you fall asleep I don't know when you wake up and then I'll feel bad kicking you out like waking you to kick you out but I was like as long as no one falls asleep it's grand so they were all in my house until like in fairness Sarah was like guys they were all like okay we'll leave at six I was like, no, yeah, that's grand. And I think it was Sarah. Sarah was like, she's not leaving the hat he- She's not going to Cork at 6am, guys. You've got time. And Sarah was falling asleep. In fairness, in fairness, Sarah broke the rule. She was falling asleep, but it's fine. It all worked out in the end. Because that was when I was going. I was going to Cork to pick up my babies, my doggos. Oh, God, I can't believe I called them my doggos. My dogs. But yeah, so I don't know what I'm going to dress up as i thought i might do like a john lennon because i have a big i have a black furry coat don't know if it's gonna fit me as well as it did for my john Lennonness. but yeah and i'm not a costume girly and before i always did i didn't even do i was never even that slutty of a costume girly i was literally very lazy and i don't like being cold like i've been here what have i been okay one year I was okay so I was a tiger one year literally wearing cat ears, a black top and uh, a t- tiger print trousers. That was for a party that I wasn't even planning on going to. I was an angel another year. Helen was a devil. It worked out very well. Hannah was a pumpkin. <laughs> um, yeah I we went to this party. oh there were so many sorry, a drug dealer lived in the house so there was loads of drugs going around. but me and Helen were not the biggest druggy girls we're not drug fiends so we were going around like just chatting to loads of people making loads of friends having the time of our lives because all the lads who like we already knew at the party they weren't talking to anyone they weren't really mixing with the other people because they all have girlfriends and they had no interest in talking to these like south dublin lads but me and helen were like yeah we'll talk to everyone and um, no i did set her up accidentally with a rapist that night what what did you do Suzanne? so there's this guy he was really attractive uh he didn't actually go to ucd but his friend did and in our group i don't want to say he was like a celebrity but like in our group we all knew him and we were all like oh god he's he's he is an attractive boy very attractive so i'm an excellent excellent wing woman like incredible so i got helen this boy oh I was like hi oh my god Helen come o- like I was talking to him and I was like Helen come over and yeah and yeah I set Helen up with a rapist like we didn't know at the time he was a rape. obviously I would not have set her up with him but there is photos of me hugging him I've hugged two rapists well sorry I've hugged two accused rapists even though you and I both know rapists so i've hugged two rapists not my proudest moments both before i really both before i knew that they were actually rapists and i haven't hugged them since obviously because disgusting but yeah it was really weird when helen told me i was like what the fuck because loads of girls wanted to get with him and like he was very attractive he was really good at sport But it was literally the dominant thing. Like, as in, he wasn't, like, an incel. He wasn't a creep. It was just the dominating thing that must have, like, that he must have really enjoyed. Anyway, I'm really sorry, Helen. My bad. Sorry, I know you can probably hear my, um, the shower in the background. But I just want to clarify. No, I didn't... uh, Helen wasn't assaulted by this boy or anything. No, he just... Later on, we found out he was a rapist. Like, we heard from other people who were from where he's from he did he didn't attack Helen don't worry I didn't I didn't I didn't make that happen but she has kissed a rapist sorry Helen I love you so much I'm so sorry I will try my best to never set you up with another rapist again well it's kind of handy because she has a boyfriend so like I'm not setting her up with anyone as as you know I was gonna say as the crow flies not the right phrase and then like all my other Halloween costumes, I went as Ginger Spice one year. That was a that was such a bad idea because I was obviously going around with a fucking Union Jack on me. Yeah, no, didn't enjoy that. But I looked good as Ginger Spice. I just, yeah, should have maybe not worn a Union Jack because like the, it was a Union Jack dress, but still, bad idea for on a night out. What else have I been? I'm trying to think. I'm like I'm not very Halloweeny. Oh, I was a cowgirl one year no wasn't cute because I didn't get to be like my full cowgirlly self because I had to cover hickeys uh what now she's a slut sorry 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 mom sorry and then like infamously like now I just associate Halloween with like it's the week before Helen's it's the week after sorry Helen's birthday happy late birthday Helen woo I actually ran into Ben on the not so Ben and Helen share a birthday and I ran into Ben like the day of his birthday if that makes sense like I ran into him at midnight on his birthday when his birthday like just started so I was like the first person to wish I a happy birthday because I like, just we were out and I ran into him just by chance because he was smoking outside and I was walking by Doyle's and he was like she's out and I was like oh my good god Ben and then he was like, guess what day it is? And I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, my God, it's past midnight. Oh, my God, happy birthday. And, yeah, we sent Helen a quick pic. And, oh, it was so strange to not be. Because this is their first, it's their first. He was telling me it's their first birthday apart since they started college, which I was like, that's so sad. like they're birthday twins and they didn't get to Spanish together. However, I know Helen had a great birthday. And obviously Ben had a great birthday too. He got to see me. All right, now lads, to finish up, we'll talk about like what's going on in the world. In Ireland, it's just been made legal to have the bars. The bars can be open till three, I think. And, or it's two. And the clubs can stay open till six. I think that's amazing. I think that's so brilliant. Like, I don't think everywhere is going to stay open till six. But it's nice that they can stay open till four. You know? That it's not illegal. And I don't like people being like, eh, that's not really what we need. Like, we don't need, because, like, drugs and stuff. I'm like, fuck off. Fuck off. That's grand. Don't worry about it. Um, Kanye West has lost his contract with, do you know who will tell me? Diet Prada. Diet Prada for everything. Diet Prada. Yeah, di- Adidas. Adidas have ended their partnership with him, as have the beautiful people at Balenciaga, and it is just, you cannot say you're going Death Con 1 on the Jews. Like, you can't instigate that. Even if you're mentally ill, it's not okay to go after. Like, I just, it makes me so uncomfortable and a horrible, a horrible thing to have happened. And I'm not really, I'm not really a Kanye West fan, nor am I not a fan. But the things he's been doing, when he went after Pete, oh God, when he went after Pete, I got so angry. Also because I was so proud of how Pete, like, conducted himself. Like, I know he did send him the photo of him being, like, in bed with your wife. But that was after, like, weeks of Kanye talking shit about him online. And I was just so proud of how Pete handled himself. Because, like, Pete's a BPD queen. And the fact that he didn't off himself with all that hate coming at him, I'm so proud. And I love Pete. Pete is my spirit animal. I love Pete and I love yeah I love Kim. Kim's pretty great. I'm an avid watcher of the Kardashians. Also sorry the rumors that they that Kim and Pete have recently uh, rekindled that they spent a couple of nights together in New York. The flowers that he sent for her birthday like I don't think they're gonna last but I was like yes. We love this. We loved this. I think it's also because Pete, because Pete has BPD. Like obviously he's putting these incredible women on massive pedestals, and people, and people find it so easy to talk to someone with BPD because we can manipulate the situation and we mirror your personality. So. Like, it makes sense that all these incredible women have been with Pete. And I just, I do like the idea of him and Kim. I just think he's good for her. Because, like, she needs that. Oh, and sorry, when he got her the, oh, God, what was it that he got her? Not the Nutter Butters. What was it? He got her dibs. Sorry. It was so cute. Her on the plane. And she was like, mm, I love these. Because you got to go into a, oh, it was really cute. She's like, because you've got to go into a gas station to get these. And I don't go into gas stations. I was like, yes, this is so cute. So cute like that's kind of love I want I want someone to get me those sweets I want from a gas station you know yourself you know yourself okay um guys this Halloween I know I've already made the plea about really uh getting second hand or borrowing Halloween costumes not that this time if we're going on a night out or if we're at a party or something and we see the poly girls and I really hate that narrative of like the O girls with their blonde hair and they're white and they're skinny females and like, uh they're trash. They have no personal style. They just go on O I really hate that narrative because it's girls using it as like a, girls use it as like a supremacy thing where like alt girls are better. But I'm like, are you really alt? Like you're shopping in urban outfitters or like that sort of thing where I'm like, but everyone, no one is perfect. But like I don't like saying, like, I don't like Princess Polly. I don't like fast fashion. But, like, don't go after the girls who are like, I just, I feel so bad for them because the girls who go after them are the ones who are like, I'm not like other girls. And those bitches are worse than the fucking O-Polly girls. I don't care if you're wearing O-Polly. I don't care if you're a pretty if you like Smirnoff Ice or whatever. I just think it's kind of bad out that girls go after one another because of, like, the tribe they're in in the same way like i'm not going after like i'm not being like oh my god girls who go to workman's you know possibly because i did go to workman's and i have worn stuff from my Polly. i just i fit into a lot of circles i've got loads of friends so i wear loads of different hats but i really hate that and you always see it around halloween guys don't slut shame other girls for their costumes don't be like oh my god she's wearing such a slutty costume she looks like a slag fuck off who cares her body her choice as long as nobody forced her to wear the costume, shut up. Because it is like one of the only nights a year where women kinda fully and some will disagree but like women get to own their sexuality on Halloween. Like you get to you get to go out in an inkers and a bra and for the most part, like you won't get called a slush by the bouncers. And I just think I just think we really shouldn't be slut shaming people. Um, like I'm not a big Halloween girly and I'm not a big being cold girly. So like I'm not usually the scantily clad dressed woman, but I'm also not tearing down other girls who are, I will possibly be like, fuck off with you all in the same pretty little thing nurse's costume. But that's just because I hate fast fashion. No, I don't hate the people who shop fast fashion necessarily. I do hate the people who do the hauls sorry sorry um I know I do hauls as well of stuff from fast fashion but I mean like I mean the people who are like I spent 800 euro in Shein look what I got like the influencers doing it I don't really mind the girls that buy like three pieces I don't care about that because they're they're not doing they're not making other people feel like they have to also they're sheep it's not their fault sorry I've now gotten all like upset with myself because I'm like oh I'm so upset with the world but there is that supremacy between girls where there's that competition of like oh I'm a lot more like alternative to her or them being like oh I'm a lot cleaner or like more clean cut and that whole like clean girl aesthetic I think in Ireland there is that competitiveness between girls and yeah you'll go on a night out and you'll run into girls in the bathroom and they'll be like oh my god you're the prettiest person ever oh my god I love you so much but there is that there is that like deep down competitiveness it's almost like like when I was really skinny yeah when I was skinny people weren't coming up to me being, like I didn't have friends friend being like oh my god are you okay I had a couple of friends who were giving me like stink eye being like she thinks she's so good looking because like you can see her ribs and she's got massive teeth I did have girls like that but I didn't have anyone being like are you okay are you all right but like there is that competitiveness between girls like I also had girls who were like oh my god you look so good yeah I've just been sorry I've been thinking a lot about the competitive thing because it's really freaking me out because I think it's now that I have gained weight and sorry do you know who get really kind of mean to you when you gain weight the people that are the same way like my my skinny friends don't treat me any differently it's like the bigger friend like my friends that are bigger size that are treating me a bit differently they're all none of my skinny friends None of my slender, slim friends have gone, maybe you should go to the gym. That really riles me up. You know, where they're like, well, have you tried exercising? Have you tried dieting or something? But I have had... Now, no one really suggests dieting. But I have had people go, would you not, like, go to the gym? Or, like, would you not get, like, an exercise bike at home? I'm like, that's a lovely suggestion. But now you're also telling me that my weight isn't okay. And secondly, I can't fucking exercise. I have i condition where my womb bleeds into my muscles and it's really sore and once you have blood once there is blood and bacteria in your muscles no you can't just exercise and people are like but like cycling doesn't even engage your core that much i'm like it doesn't fucking matter okay it's so sore no i'm not going to exercise with it it is bigger, it is among the bigger community that are, like, those shaming me. And it makes me want to be like, I know, okay? I know if I want to be skinny, I know exactly what I have to do. I know exactly how to drop all this weight. Well, I actually, I don't know if I can anymore because of the meds I'm on. But, like, I'm currently obsessed, obsessed with researching this drug, Ozempic. Which apparently has been around for ages for celebrities. But is only coming onto to like the public market now. And that's for diabetes. There is an ADHD medication. Like there's a few medications where the side effects is weight loss. And Suzanne really wants them. I'm sorry I do. I really. I think it's just because. I don't feel like I'm in my own body. Like this isn't the body that I grew up with. And. Oh. Uh, I don't know I hope my sisters aren't listening if my sisters are listening I'm very sorry but the way they look at me now god they look at me like I'm a beast like if my sisters woke up with my body I think they'd be bawling crying for years um I'm sorry I'm sorry if my sisters heard me say that like I'm aware that you guys hate my body and you guys would hate it to be yours but it is really upsetting because it doesn't feel like mine and i worked so hard when i was younger to be skinny and be perceived as attractive and be seen as beautiful because i felt i had such an ugly face that i had to make my body a lot as attractive as possible so yes i starved myself made myself sick but it was so that i could achieve this attractiveness and look effortless like i could like i was the fucker who was eating when you see me in school eating, it was eating like a kinder now. It was eating the unhealthy shit because like that would be the only thing I would eat in the day, or I'd be chucking it back up. But I always wanted to be seen as like effortlessly skinny. I was not. It was not effortless. It took a lot of effort. Yeah, and it's really sad to see that I'm to see that I am kind of spiraling back into looking up medication, wondering how I can get back down slim again, because I can't exercise. And can cat diet because I will trigger my anorexia again. Like I just know I will. And also I am eating healthy. Like I'm not I'm not very I'm not very unhealthy in my eating habits. It's just it's really sad. And it's also really sad to think I think because I was I was loved when I was skinny, you know, like someone was in love with me when I was stick thin. Someone was like attracted to me when I was stick thin and wanted to be with me when I was stick thin. And that doesn't sorry, other than creepy Mickey, that doesn't like happen like normal people don't approach me and want me in that way so it's it is quite it's quite heartbreaking and then like I have such a I have such beef with my body god this has gotten very steep for just the end of the podcast I've gotten like oh I'm so annoyed at my body because I did all this for my body like I lost a of weight I got really skinny I looked slender I looked petite I did all the things that you're supposed to do to seem attractive so boys will want to sleep with you according to society and so that you'll get married and make babies and then my body turned out to be fucking barren my womb and ovaries fucking turned on me so they did yeah oh my god and then I had this disgusting illness where I couldn't even like not only did I lose interest in lads because I was like I'm in too much pain. I don't fucking care. And I was also like, like you. I can't remember who I was talking to, you, but they were like, "Oh, I would have thought like you and him would have would have slept together." And I was like, "You, you do you recall that I was bleeding for like a year. You remember this? When would I have slept with this boy? I was bleeding. Like I was in so much pain. I couldn't walk. I couldn't go to school." when would I, when would I be able to sleep with this boy? But yeah, someone's like, oh my god, I could have sworn you guys slept together. And I was like, okay, you really misinterpreted my illness. Um, because no, there was no penis going into that vagina. There was gushing of blood. Sorry. That's so graphic. I'm sorry. But like, it was just, it was horrific. Like, and then it's really, like, it was really sad. And then I got even angrier at my body. And then because with this new pain, because I was, it started getting restored when I was 16 and when I was 16 is when I was first told you probably can't have kids and then I was like you fucking bitch to my body I was like you are so you've betrayed me I hate you I've done all this for you and you have turned on me and so yeah I went ham I didn't give up I wasn't like oh well I'll never be attractive no point trying you know I'm not worth marrying anyway like sorry that's such a Such an old thing to think. But like, I didn't. And then I got fucking saddled with depression and anxiety. And people well, I I had the anxiety and the depression before that anyway. But like, then I got the diagnosis of BPD. And then I went from, oh, you can adopt. You know, like I was before when I was in first health. Oh, you can adopt. Can't fucking adopt now. I have BPD, psychosis, all, all them, all the issues. They're not going to give me a fucking child. I'm like, I don't blame them because I'd probably ruin it. Because i probably go psychotic. And I also don't have a long life except. I fucking hate my body. I wish I could lose all the weight. I wish I could be confident. I wish I felt secure. But I don't. It's really sad. Because I went from being cold, beautiful, and admired when I had this disgusting illness. And people... Like, you know, fawning over me and being like, oh my god, I lo- you have the best body. Oh my god, you could wear anything. Everything looks good on you. It's people being like, you have nice eyes. What? Some people are like, "Why well, you have massive tits. That's also that not them saying they like massive tits. That's just them making a statement. That's like me going to them, you're wearing brown shoes. You know what I mean? I just, oh. And I know I have just shit on my body. So it's probably people who are listening. They're the same size as me or bigger are probably like, a bitch probably thinks I'm a fucking troll I don't think you're a troll I don't I just don't like how I see myself and I know it's because I've body dysmorphia but I I no longer I no longer feels like dysmorphia it feels real because when I was when I was suffering really badly with my anorexia and my bulimia I could see my ribs and even though in my body in my body dysmorphic vision I had a pot belly and I looked like a troll and I had these big hunched shoulders and this massive pop belly and stuff. But I could see that I had... Ri- I could see my ribs and I could see my collarbones. I could see my shoulder bones. I could see my hip bone. Like, I'm not trying to... This isn't me trying to body... To trigger someone. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying... To say, like, that's how I knew that it was body dysmorphia. But I no longer have any markers for when I look at myself in the mirror to know if it's real or not. And, yeah, I get, sometimes I get compliment, Like, sorry. And then people are like, oh, you've slipped out a bit. That's, that's when people, that's a compliment people think that. They think that's a compliment. I mean, like, don't oh, you down a bit now? Like, I don't. Mihaw's great. Mihaw will always call me hot and attractive. But he also isn't. Like, he's saying this as a gay best friend. He's not saying this. Like, he wouldn't. Like, and I don't want him to. But, but like, it's it's really difficult when no one fancies you. Except for a creep on a Lewis. It doesn't count, guys. That's not going to make me feel better. Or the guy who spiked me, but I was also skinnier then. But still, like, as in, I just turned into a bit of a therapy session I just wish that I still wasn't expanding because I still am expanding like I am getting bigger and bigger and it's because I keep having to is because I'm still on meds the higher the dosage of the meds the slower your metabolism gets they do have to keep pumping up the dosage so I just will get bigger and bigger sorry the easiest time I ever had with eating was and this is gonna be such a weird like as an adult as as a conscientious adult the easiest time for me to eat was when I thought I was pregnant what the fuck what why did you think you were pregnant you're literally infertile you've just had that conversation. I'm well aware Now I get intrusive thoughts A lot of people do With mental health And I got an intrusive thought Of I was pregnant And it was because At the time It would have been the worst time ever For me to have gotten pregnant Like myself and my ex had just had a massive falling out And it was then that I was like oh my god, I'm pregnant now, I'm I'm definitely pregnant, because, like, this is, this is when it would happen, like, you know, this is when I'd be stuck with this fucker now for life, and I was literally, I was on the bus crying, because I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to abort it, because I'll probably kill it in my womb anyway, but I'll have to abort it, because I can't handle it, and it won't be happy, and he'll take it away from me, like, he'll sue for custody, and I'll definitely lose, and his family hate me, and all these negative, negative thoughts, and I was, bawling crying on the bus. Like, my mum had to pick me up from the bus stop. And my mum and my sister, like, I told every, I told my mum and my family, I was joking about it in work. I was like, no, I'm pregnant. can't I was like, can't have sushi. I'm pregnant. Ugh, I'm only going to have one coffee a day pregnant. And like, it was an on running joke. And like, Nikki got it. And Nikki was like, haha. I'm like, Nikki knew I was joking, but also that I wasn't. Because I was so, I was also like really bloated. But my stomach was really big. And I was like, no, I'm just pregnant. I just definitely am. Like, this is, I'd love, like, because I'd love to be pregnant. I'd love to experience it, but like, this is it. This is when it would happen. And on phone crying to Mihal, being like, Mihal, will, will you pretend? Like, will you be the dad? Will you be the surrogate dad? Because Buckface is gonna, you know want nothing to do with me or he's gonna take the baby away even though he wouldn't want it i was freaking out um i did i did three pregnancy tests my mom was with me my mom was with me and i did three my mom went out to the shop and bought me pregnancy tests because i was so freaked i can't get pregnant i literally can't but i got so freaked over these intrusive thoughts and i got a bit psychotic about it i won't lie i did get psychotic uh i did lose touch with reality and i did believe i was pregnant and i was preparing for a baby now when I was going through this Eve's like oh if you're pregnant I'm moving the fuck out I'm not living with here if you're pregnant I was like great thank you love your support I wasn't pregnant shocker the the barren girl wasn't pregnant it was just I think because it was such a bad time but I did I got so convinced I was pregnant uh I think I told Lara oh yeah no and I told Lara I was like oh I'm pretty sure I was like I was telling her a fact I was like oh god I was so sure I was pregnant she was like what she was like what the fuck and I was like uh-huh but that was the easiest time it was for me to eat when I was convinced I was pregnant even though the pregnancy test first one came back negative and I was like grand but then I looked it up and I was like oh the first like it was like the first like three weeks or something you can get a false negative. I was like, fuck. Then the next one was inconclusive. <gasps> Jesus, if like that's just what you don't need that. Like a uh, a paranoid, psychotic, hallucinogenic person with BBD does not need an inconclusive test. And then the next one I took was negative. But, like, I was still kind of, I was still quite convinced. I was still quite convinced. Because I was like, nah, I'm pregnant. No. I'm pregnant. No, I'm pregnant. And then, oh, sorry, it's so terrible. It's so terrible what we did. Um, I was in work and I was like, I was telling Nicole, Nikki, Nikki doll, I was telling Nicole we were like packing boxes together and I was like, yeah, no, I'm still like convinced I'm pregnant, but like don't want to be, like I don't want to be pregnant, but I like, like nothing has said that I am pregnant, but like I'm still convinced that I am. And she was like, fair enough, will we just like go drinking and kill it? And I was like, oh my God, dead right. So I was planning on killing this baby now that it didn't exist, there was no baby, I wasn't pregnant. And I had done three tests that had said I was pregnant. Now, brain wise, I thought I I still kind of had a feeling I was, but I wasn't. So we went out that night. Sorry, we went out. Lunch we got we got sushi that day for lunch. She was like, "This will kill it." We drank. I drank like four coffees to kill the unreal baby. And we went out drinking. And it was me. It was me, Nicole, and Alicia, and Marina. And we got a pizza. We got a, we got a pizza. And we were drinking. We ended up drinking like three. No, like four bottles of wine. And by the end of the night, I was like sorry, the end of that night, Michal picked me up and dropped me home. And I was like, I was drunk in the car and I was like, I'm not pregnant. And he was like, I know, you took a test. And I was like, no, I killed it. And he was like, there's nothing to kill. You weren't pregnant. And I was like, Sorry, on that note, I'll leave you with my homicidal ways of ending a non-real, psychotic pregnancy. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in again next week, where I will tell you all about my incredibly, incredibly wild weekend. I love you all. Thank you. Like, subscribe. Follow me on TikTok and Instagram, at Sue's The Muse. Oh my god, sorry guys, I've just gotten a text from AIB. Due to unusual activity, they've suspended my account. Nobody tell them I don't have an AIB account. Nobody tell them. Yeah, I can't wait to see you all again next... See you all again? I don't even see any of you now. Can't wait to see you all again next week. I love you all. You're all amazing. Thank you to the 2,000 of you who are listening to these. 2,000 people are listening to these. Yet again, someone in India. Sorry, because I look at the analytics because I'm a weirdo who loves that. Also, guys, sorry, the analytics on TikTok. Someone is sharing. Someone is sharing on my TikTok. I get at least one share on every single one of my TikToks. It's one of three situations. Number one, it's a lad that I've slept with. It's friends who are sending it into the group chat, being like, haha, remember when Damo slept with her? I've never slept with someone called Daimo, but you get the example or it's girls I went to school with sending it to their group chat being like who the fuck does she think she is like she is not funny she's not cool you know talking shit or and this is the version I like the best or it's my someone like Helen or like Nikki doll or a friend who understands like social media and how algorithms work and are just sharing my podcast so that it gets bumped up on the algorithm and they're doing it so that I like become famous and that like I'll become an influencer and we can all move to like Marbella and like live on the beach and have a great time so I like to think it's the third one but I really do think it's the first or second option but yeah like subscribe share the podcast my TikToks my Instagrams save whatever you want to save you do you booze. Let's normalize boosting up other people's content. Let's just normalize it. Like every time Alicia posts something, I react, I send her a message, I'm I'm liking, I'm sharing, you know. Because I want Alicia to do well on the social media game. Now she's doing very well for herself. Everybody follow Alicia, she's brilliant. But like, yeah, like I'm the type of person who scrolls through Instagram liking every single thing. Just like, yep, yep, good for you, honey, good for you, honey, good for you. Let's normalize it. Let's just like shit. It makes people feel better. Like only don't like something if you really don't like it. You know what I mean? But like, just make someone feel better. It can make someone's a day. You don't know what someone's going through. Give them that boost of confidence it could make their day it could mean fuck awesome. you never know give it a go i love you all yeah new episode next friday hopefully i won't have been skinned alive by creepy mcgee on the lewis if i have well i'll miss you all love you bye okay this is suzanne post editing coming in at the end of the podcast because i do like i know when i told the story about the man on the lewis i know i i may have made it sound funnier than it was it was not a funny experience i know i said that he asked to hug me he didn't ask to hug me it wasn't really a hug it was like a bear grab like both arms were wrapped around me he wouldn't let me go until I um until I gave him my number like while he was holding me I was like why why do you want my number like I'm sorry because I didn't want to but he was like because we've made a because to keep in touch because we made a connection and I was like this is so fucking weird I'm so scared yeah sure sure sure, have it, have it. And he did that. I did mention that he did that. Oh, I'll check if it's a fake number. And then he watched, he watched me walk down the street to my interview. Um, actually he did send me a text and he was, I could, I turned around and I saw that he was still watching me. So I replied to the text just being like, oh, lovely to meet you. Um, because I was just really scared that this guy was going to come after me if I didn't respond or something. Um, I was so freaked. I was so freaked. I still am really freaked. I'm was so. I'm so scared to get public transport. And I know it's not public transport's fault. It's this creepy, creepy man's fault. I made my dad sleep on the floor last night in my room. Like on the fold-out mattress in my room because I was so scared that this person's going to come and get me. Uh, I am going to the guards. I don't want to go to the guards. I'm really scared because I know the guards legally can't do anything, but I'm more doing it in case. There is a case of something terrible happens to someone. A young woman or old woman or anyone who you know in town is snatched off a bus or something I don't know that's why I'm just doing it I'm giving the police his number because I'm just really scared I'm really freaked out like my family have been really supportive but I was I have I didn't tell them for the for the day because I'd shoved it down because of the interview but yeah no I'm still really freaked about it and I still I because I hallucinate I'm I've been hallucinating him outside my head standing outside my house and the creepy smile and I'm like terrified like someone was on the bus behind me when I was going to therapy and they went to click on the on the stop button and I like jumped I like well got so scared because I saw this hand coming like from behind at me and I got so freaked out I started crying watching Box with my family just because something horrific was happening on screen and I got so scared. Yeah, like I know, I know I'm so lucky nothing bad happened to me and I know there are some people who are going to be like, well, why the fuck did you give him your number? Why the fuck did you talk to the stranger? Why did you answer his questions? There's also going to be people who are like, you did the right thing. You know, you kept yourself safe. You didn't make this person really angry because even when he grabbed me, like it was the middle of the day. It's the middle of the day in town. There was people walking around, but I wasn't, I couldn't scream, I was too scared to scream, but I also was so scared to upset this person in case, I don't know, he lashed out, in case he dragged me somewhere. I don't know, I was just really scared. The girls have been lovely. Obviously I told Miha straight away and then I told Lara and Helen and Alva later, cause <laughs> I put up on my story, just on my that I put up so freaked. I'm making my dad sleep on the floor and the girls were like are you okay what's happened yeah so I am going to the police just because I don't want something I don't want this person to do it again or if they do do it again I don't want them to get away with it particularly if they take it to a much more sinister level that's the bit that's getting me and because Lara told me that one of her friends was followed off a bus so freaked Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for all listening. Sorry sorry. this week was really negative, but I just thought it was... I just... I had to tell it because it has freaked me out a bit. A bit? It's freaked me out a lot yeah i'm taking emergency meds i know it's i know i just have to get through this like i just have to There, like i just have to get over it but i'm still really scared i'm sorry i know i'm more traumatized than other people would be by this but i i just get i i am so terrified of someone coming after me and i'm so paranoid and yeah thank you so much guys sorry to leave you on a negative note i will think of a good note to leave it on actually right now Okay, Gorgies, here is your, the good note that I'm leaving this horribly, horrifically negative podcast on. Pumpkin racing is a thing. And I I at first thought it was like standing at the top of a mountain, rolling a pumpkin down racing after your pumpkin or seeing his pumpkin won. No, no, no. Belgians get into these giant carved out floating pumpkins and they race across a pond like they're rowing in these massive pumpkins and they like dress up. They wear wigs or they dress up as like witches or or stuff and they row, row like I don't want to say row. They're in pumpkins. They're paddling across this pond in pumpkins. And I think we should bring that to the Liffey. There's enough stuff floating in the Liffey. Like, why not add a few pumpkins? And they're massive. So, yes, please. Pumpkin racing in Ireland. Yes, please. Yes, please. Thank you. Goodbye. Love you all.